Victory Monday, Raider Nation. What's up, everybody? I am Brandon Steele. This is Steele Talk Sports Raiders on the Rebel Report podcast. Happy Monday. Happy Victory Monday. In fact, victory week for the Raider Nation. The Raiders are on a bye Sunday. Um, it is not a corona bye. Obviously, with the pandemic, a lot of teams are getting unexpected buys. Um, not us. This is the schedule bye. Thankfully, we don't have a corona buy. We want everybody's schedules to go smooth so we can keep enjoying um, the sport we love. Um, but a lot of teams are being affected. They're getting things moved around. But the Raiders staying on schedule. We're wearing our masks, trying to slow the spread so we can keep getting big wins on this ledger. Big schedule, big games ahead. And the Raiders can go into the bye 3-2 and two after the huge win yesterday in Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. Derek Carr finally able to get his first win in Arrowhead. We talked about it all week. The media was going crazy about it all week. Derek Carr needed to win this football game. Um, easily, this could be the biggest game in his career. Um, it has been a house of horrors in Arrowhead for Derek Carr. And for just a minute, it felt like that nightmare would continue for Derek in the first quarter of the game. He had a very bad throw, overthrowing Darren Waller, interception, and as a Raider fan and as people critiquing Derek Carr in the media, you sit back and you're well thinking, oh, well, here it goes again. This is where the game gets out of hand for Derek Carr in Kansas City. This is where the Raiders fold in on themselves and start to get beat down by that Patrick Mahomes-led offense. But not yesterday. Not on this day. No, Derek Carr, huge game, over 300 yards, the three touchdowns, the interceptions, but all stats aside, Derek Carr has said it many times in the media. He doesn't care about stats anymore. Obviously, you want to look good. You want to take care of the ball. You want to have Pro Bowl numbers. You want to you want to be in the top five of passing. All that's great, but there's a lot of guys in the top five of passing yards and passing touchdowns that aren't winning. You guys know Matt Ryan? Yeah, he's got plenty of stats. He's not winning. He's 0-5. Derek Carr's taking care of the ball just good enough. Um, the one interception yesterday, he didn't fumble the ball. He had a fumbling problem the last two games against the Patriots and the Bills. But no, he wants to win, and he finally gets the win in Arrowhead. Now, he is completely way below 500. He's only 3-10 and 10 against the Kansas City Chiefs, but you got to start somewhere. And Derek said it in the media. In order to make this a rivalry again, the Raiders have to win games. The Raiders won yesterday. It's victory week. Man, it feels good to finally beat those Kansas City Chiefs. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, they had won 13 or 14 games in a row. We stopped that streak, and we stopped the losing streak on the road in Kansas City. Derek Carr, the huge game. Let's take a look at the first half. Now, the first half was an absolute shootout. It was a barn burner. We go into halftime at 24-24, and we get the Henry Ruggs effect. Now, Ruggie, he had a huge one. He had two catches for 118 yards and a touchdown his first NFL career touchdown, and whatever happened to check down Derek? Everybody in the media, oh, Derek's Mr. Checkdown, you know? Third long, he checks it down, da 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 We hear this over and over again about Derek Carr. Taking the top off, not once, but multiple times in this game, he is the first Raider quarterback to have two touchdowns over 50 yards since Jeff Hofstetter. Huge, huge. It's been a long time since the Raiders have had a quarterback have two touchdowns 
that go over 50. And Henry Ruggs had a 72-yarder yesterday, his first in his NFL career. It came in the first half. Definitely the loudest shot in that shootout of a first half. And how about Devontae Booker? I've been saying it for a very long time. If Josh Jacobs is going to have a very long career, if we are focused on longevity for Josh Jacobs, we're going to have to need a plethora of running backs behind him that can come in, carry the ball seven to ten times, and do well. Devontae Booker averages 13.5 yards a carry in the first half, but the biggest portion was six yards after contact. Devontae Booker was huge in the first half, had a big run. He ended the game with 62 yards, no touchdowns, but it was enough to show the NFL, show the Kansas City Chiefs and their 28th-ranked run-stop defense that, hey, it's not just going to be 2-8. We're going to throw a lot of guys at you, and we're going to have to run the ball effectively all year long. We can't just have Booker involved for one game. We need more of, De- of De- uh, Booker. We need more of Jalen Rashard. That's going to be huge for this Raiders offense. Um, Booker ending with the 62 yards. Josh Jacobs, obviously, 77 on the ground. He averages three yards after contact. Now, last year, he led the entire league in yards after contact, and he was a rookie. He didn't win Rookie of the Year. I don't know why. It must be a vendetta against the Raider Nations. I don't know. Kyler Murray's a good player, but Josh Jacobs was an absolute beast in his rookie season, and he's a beast right now in his sophomore season. No sophomore slump here, barring any catastrophic injury to our boy Josh Jacobs. His three yards after contact helped him get two huge touchdowns for the Las Vegas Raiders in the big win. Now, as we come into the second half, we're at 24-24. As a Raider fan, or if you're watching the game, critiquing this game from a media standpoint, or you know, you're not sold on the Raiders yet, you're in Las Vegas, or you're on the UNLV campus, you're thinking, hey, do I hop do you hop on? Well, I got to tell you one thing. As a longtime Raider fan my whole life, and as a person who's trying to not bring any bias um, to the Raiders and calling it how I see it, every game that the Raiders win is a nail-biter. Even in 2016, when the Raiders went 12-4, all those games were absolute nail-biters. They came down to one possession. And going into halftime against the Super Bowl champions, they're 4-0. It's Patrick Mahomes who may very well go down as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. His career could end tomorrow, and he's you know rightfully a Hall of Famer, I would say. He's already involved. Patrick Mahomes is a nut. Okay, so you're 24-24. Andy Reid, who's very good at manipulating defenses, you're biting your nails. You don't know what's going to happen next. And through the first four games, we've seen a lot in hide-and-go-seek from our Las Vegas Raiders. And I want to flash you back to the game in New England. We come in, second half, we're fourth and inches, fourth and short, um, losing the game. John Gruden wants to send out Daniel Carlson to kick a field goal to tie the game. Well, Daniel Carlson misses. All right, now the Raiders are in a hole. Our defense gets gashed for 250 yards on the ground. We're unable to bounce back from that. Now in Buffalo, Fourth and very manageable. Fourth and one. He sends Carlson out. He makes it, but our defense is unable to get any stops. On Sunday against Kansas City, we see John Gruden put the pedal to the metal and be ultra aggressive. Fourth and one. Fourth and inches. QB sneak. Derek Carr. We've seen this many times with legendary quarterbacks in the NFL. 
when you got fourth and manageable, you're trying to be aggressive, you're trying to be competitive, just let him get behind that big center, put his head down and pound forward for a couple inches or a yard. We did it today. We finally put more aggressiveness, put Kansas City on the back foot. Awesome. I loved the aggressiveness, the aggressiveness Excuse me, from John Gruden yesterday, and we need that. We need that aggressiveness every game, not just when we play a divisional foe. We need it. I don't care if we're playing the bad Jets, who are the worst team in football, or if we're playing Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champion. you got to have that aggressiveness. We finally did it, and coming into the second half, we're all tied up. The offense is clicking, but how about the defense? The defense finally stepped up for us. Um, Paul Gunther, you know, our defensive coordinator, he's been under a lot of fire. His seat is definitely hot. And now being in a new market, being in Las Vegas, there's a lot of, you know, expectations. Being in this new market, you want to win. You want to give the Las Vegas area a winning football team. And I've been talking about it for a long time. There's some big shoes to follow here, or big steps to follow on this path. The Vegas Golden Knights did something amazing. It goes Stanley Cup the first year. That brings everybody aboard. Whether you were new to hockey or you already loved hockey, you definitely want to ride with that because you're winning. Not a lot of people want to be around when you're sluggish out of the gates. The Golden Knights, they're winners. They're in the playoffs consistently in their very small time of existence. And for the Raiders, we have to follow that. You want to start your inaugural season winning these big games being above 500 more consistently, and hopefully finding your way into the playoffs as the season progressive. And all this ties back to Paul Gunther because it's like, hey, what are you going to do to have our defense in better positions to win? In the Patriots game, it was too obvious. You're going against Bill Belichick. He knows how to manipulate you. In the Bills game, Josh Allen is so good against man coverage. He manipulated you. You really don't want to get caught in a bad scheme against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, no. The adjustments were perfect. The Raiders' pass rush finally showed up, and there's two things that you must do to beat the Kansas City Chief, and that is hurry Patrick Mahomes with only four rushers and win the time of possession battles. Now, check this out. The Raiders' defense, they produced 19 hurries, which is awesome for our Raiders' team, our Raiders' D-line that has struggled. 19 hurries, three sacks. Max Crosby was great. Um, Cleveland Farrell had a sack, was really getting off the ball well. He was the highest graded defensive lineman on our team Sunday. So Cleveland Farrell, with his 10 tackles, his one assist, the sack, that's a huge game for Cleveland Farrell, who's been under a lot of scrutiny in his short time with the Raiders. And we were able to get to Patrick Mahomes and force him into a bad throw and have the interception by Jeff Heath. That got all the way down to the two-yard line, and Josh Jacobs was able to jump right over the top and extend our lead. We held the Kansas City Chiefs to 103 yards in the second half. Awesome defensive performance there. Gunther was able to make the adjustments, put our guys in the right spot. Now I bring up the time of possession. The Raiders had the ball for 19 minutes and 50 seconds in the second half. Perfect. They had a huge eight-minute scoring drive, and they had a three-minute, 56-second drive to ice the game. Um, They only allowed eight points. This is unheard of when you play the Kansas City Chiefs, especially when you're a Raiders fan. You're an arrowhead. I mean, let's just face it. Mahomes has owned our Raiders. Um, Last week, week two, he had four touchdowns in a quarter. I mean, you're nervous when you're watching 
a Chiefs Raider game if you're in the silver and black because you just don't know what's going to happen. The defense played the best they did the entire year in that second half. Time of possession was part of the game plan. And as I had said earlier, when you're able to get Devontae Booker involved, you're able to get Josh Jacobs involved, a little bit of Jalen Richard, it's huge. Um, and we were able to run the ball effectively, control time of possession, and right back to it. It's Derek Carr, man. Huge game for D.C. You cannot ignore him anymore. He silenced a lot of haters in this game because he was finally able to get that win in Arrowhead. And his numbers were great. He's the first Raiders quarterback to throw. Well, for one, he's the first Raiders quarterback to win in Arrowhead since 2002 when it was Carson Palmer. He's the first Raiders quarterback to throw for 300 yards in Kansas City since Rich Gannon in 2002. And if you don't know who Rich Gannon is, he's the last Raiders quarterback to be in a Super Bowl. Um, Carr had 347 yards, the three touchdowns, the interception, and I was alluding to it earlier. What happened to check down Derek? Well, on the two big touchdowns where he took the top off, the 72-yarder to Nelson, uh, the 72-yarder to Henry Ruggs, his checkdowns are open. He's looking at him. He's going through his progressions. He's going through his reads. He doesn't want the check down, man. Why not take the top off with the second fastest player in the NFL, the fastest player out of this year's draft, give him an opportunity to go run under the ball and score. Hit Henry Ruggs, touchdown Raiders. Awesome. Then Nelson Aguilar, who I can – I'm so happy – for Nelson Aguilar. He was exiled out of Philadelphia. He had so many crucial drops, so many game-winning drops in that game, in, in that season for the Philadelphia Eagles. They exiled him out of there. He comes here. It's a breath of fresh air. Nelson Aguilar, in the midst of our pandemic, Derek Carr was getting the wide receiving core together. They were going to parks all around Las Vegas, working out, trying to find that chemistry because a lot of the OTAs and a lot of the mini camps were taken away. So they were doing it on their own time. Nelson Aguilar was one of those guys that was first one there with Derek Carr. And he hasn't dropped a ball all year. He should have four touchdowns. Obviously, we talked about it in the preview show. In the Bills game, his touchdown got taken away due to the illegal formation. But not this one. A 59-yard play over the top to Nelly. Awesome. And it goes back to my point. Derek's got the check down wide open. When you watch the play, Darren Waller is wide open out of his break. Derek can hit him for six, seven yards. Maybe Waller breaks a tackle. Instead, staying calm in the pocket, going through his read. He knows Nelly's got the speed in the hands, catches it, takes it down. Touchdown Raiders. And my favorite one, third and 18, third and Renfro. Hunter Renfro only had one catch in this game, but on third and 18, it was a 42-yard grab, keeping that eight-minute drive alive, setting the Raiders up to score, and that was a huge factor in our win. The time of possession, Derek Carr's amazing performance, and pounding the football with really two strong backs. I love the statistic. After contact, Devontae Booker, six yards after contact. I already said Josh Jacobs does it so well his entire career so far. Absolutely huge. A very excited Monday today, victory Monday for our Raiders, victory week for our Raiders, and the next time we see the silver and black will be at home here in Vegas at Allegiant, and it's going to be Sunday night primetime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And one thing that comes to mind first before diving into the game um, against Tampa, because we have a whole, you know, we have a couple weeks to prepare for that game, but it's the injuries that the Raiders have dealt with. We've been plagued. By injuries here, 
Um, we were able to get Henry Ruggs back. We see the Ruggy effect. I mean, he took the top off, two catches, 118 yards. Perfect. Um, but we were able to get Trent Brown back, our right tackle. And one of the statistics that has been very disheartening for Raider fans is Trent Brown is really never on the field, even when he is starting the game. Something will um, you know, disable him and take him out. He'll miss a few snaps. He'll come back in. Oh, I can't finish today. But he played 100% of the snaps on Sunday. He came to play. He did have one penalty. But other than that, he really opened up that right side of the line. Also, a huge shout-out to Denzel Good, who's taking over for Richie Incognito at left guard. He had a nice game. No penalties on Denzel Good. He struggled very badly last year. He's kind of breaking out of his shell, and he's being a very reliable option when it when his number is called. And speaking of Richie Incognito, we may be seeing him back in the Sunday Nighter. This is why winning this game in Kansas City, moving to 3-2 and two is huge because now we're able to get a little bit more healthy. If the Raiders' offensive line has Richie Incognito back and Trent Brown stays healthy, expect a lot more big games out of Josh Jacobs. Expect a lot more pretty passing performances from Derek Carr because he's going to have time in the pocket. And maybe Derek Carr will get another weapon. Um, Brian Edwards, he's had a bad ankle. Um, he might not be able to play in that Sunday night football game, but we've seen things happen before. These athletes are in great shape, man, and they heal rather quickly. They they heal quicker than the average Joe, you and I. I mean, I know if I took a shot or rolled up my ankle, I'd be out for a very, very long time. I mean, mentally, physically, I'd be distraught, but these guys are tough. That's why they're getting paid the big bucks. Brian Edwards, we would love to have him back in the Sunday nighter against Tampa. But if not, we have a huge schedule ahead, and he's going to come back eventually, hopefully, um, if his left ankle is not too serious. Um, So the Raiders, big week off. Let's rest. Let's recuperate. Enjoy that victory week, and we'll get ready for the Buccaneers. And one thing before we sign off here on um, the Rebel Report podcast talking Raiders is that the next time that the Raiders will play the Kansas City Chiefs, will be on Sunday Night Football in Week 11 right here in Las Vegas. Huge game. The Raiders have a lot of winnable games ahead of them. Obviously, it's going to start with Tampa Bay taking care of business there on primetime. But down the road, Week 11, you know Patrick Mahomes is going to be licking his chops to get into Las Vegas for the first time and perform at a high level and now get his revenge. It could be a very fun night. It will be a very fun night. I wish we could be there. Um in the Death Star for that Sunday nighter. But, man, this schedule, the Raiders being one game of 500, let's look for them to do that a little bit more consistently. It's victory week. Let's enjoy it. Hope you all have a good week. 